Good afternoon, beautiful people of OSS. This is one of your favorite academic counselors, Keyshawn Blakes. And I'm joined by two other amazing counselors in the office. Amy Fryers and... I'm just Chris, guys. Hi. Oh, you're not just Chris. <laughs> cool, calm, and collected. But we still don't. Always. <laughs> so, I know y'all read that email about submitting anonymous questions. So, For what, Keyshawn? <laughs> about the college experience. And so, oh. we're going to get into it. And so, this is all at random and anonymous. And we thank you if you submitted a question. We appreciate it. Definitely appreciate the love and support. So, let me reach into the jar, open up the first question. The first question is, how do you make friends I don't have any? Well, I guess the first thing is, uh, if you need a hug, just stop by the office. <laughs> um, I think an easy way to make friends is definitely like getting involved with things that interest you on campus. Uh, that could be like literally a million different things from, you know, intramural sports, shooting hoops, um, soccer, volleyball, to, you know, dance teams, to fashion shows, to... You know, anime club, like, if you're into Naruto, um, you know, sports debate, like, anything. So I think that's the first step in, you know, at least finding like-minded people who you can relate to a little bit on campus. I remember in college meeting people through classes. Like, I would see some of the same people, and then over time, I'd be like, hey, how's it going? Hey, and then just slowly, we just sort of started talking, and then eventually just... Like kind of went to acquaintances and then friends and then like, hey, I'm working on this project. Do you want to come over later and work on it with me? Once you felt really comfortable, then all of a sudden I had these friends. Um, I didn't plan it that way. It wasn't deliberate or thought out. It just kind of happened. How about you, Chris? How did you make friends when you were in college? Almost similar. Um, I think one of my close friends, a few of my close friends I met in college who I'm still dear friends with today, it was kind of just, you walk, we were in the same dorm room the same or the same wing mm-hmm. um and it goes from like just kind of walking past each other giving like a head nod to you know then it's like small talk like hey what's going on how you doing so you see each other like outside or a function and it's just just became friends you start communicating and then just friendship you know, create friendships that way um i think the problem with a lot of students now is that a lot of students i guess don't know how to talk do not communicate with each other. Mm. And literally, it started off from just seeing each other, walking past each other every day to just, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. kind of just start off like that. And I think a lot of students just really, and it could be a number of reasons why, but I think a lot of students just struggle with communicating with each other and just having that small talk. Because sometimes it can be uncomfortable, I get it. But I think there's just something that is that needs to, I think students need to like, that's what I'm looking for, um, adapt to. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people in college was just in class, but also just in like random situations like you would never like plan. Mm. So I would say um, in terms of friendship, like be open to it. Um, You know, everybody's not going to be your cup of tea, but I mean, hey, you know, you got to find your flavor, right? So, um, you know, don't be afraid to let people in and be vulnerable and, you know, meet new people because you just never know. Um, where those where those bonds will take you, and um, you know how close you guys will become. So, also, I like to add too: if you're a first year student, talk to your um, ambassador, your 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 mentor. Um, I think that's a another way to like meet friends. Um, I think we have a few students who literally like met their friend group based off their ambassador. Mm-hmm. So definitely use your ambassadors too. I love that suggestion. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Shout out to the ambassador squad. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I'm so rude. I forgot to thank uh, DJ Slick Nick uh, for helping Nick, out. Nick, <laughs> Nick, 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 Putting this Nick, together. Nick. <laughs> so, make sure y'all show Nick some love in the census lab. And make sure y'all give it a name because some of y'all are really producing some great music projects. So I want the, the studio, the lab to have like a name. So, you know, when y'all listen to this, be, be thinking of that. Um, okay. 
our yeah, next to the next question. Our next question. Good okay. question, by the way. Really um, good question. Woo we. How do I become more comfortable around white people? Hmm. Um. Okay, so this is a loaded question and answer. So, me personally, um, I think that once you start to know more of who you are, then it's less uncomfortable and you'll start to realize like if people, people are really uncomfortable around you. It's not necessarily you just waking up with this inherent, you know, thought of, oh my God, like I'm just uncomfortable around other people. It's when you, you know, experience microaggressions and, you know, discriminatory behavior over years that it starts to, to fester. So I would say just be more of yourself. Um, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all jump in before. I, no, that was, that was pretty much what I was going to say. Um, once you like find your identity as a person, then you really, it really won't matter. You know what I mean? Because my whole thing is, you know, once you be yourself and you're comfortable who you are, you're not going to care who, like, you know, they're going to have to be comfortable with you. You know what I mean? And, again, once you you comfortable with yourself, your identity, um, it was not, it's really not going to matter. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Because I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, I definitely, in undergrad, when I first got to college, noticed myself code switching a lot. And not like just being my authentic self based on fear of, you know, most of my white professors or staff members I was interacting with. Um, and actually, like once I started to get older and really like get into myself like more junior year, I started to be like, man, if y'all don't like me, you're just not going to like me. And it is what it is. Um, yeah. I, listen, I, I, this is how it was when I first started working at Q's. It was like that. When you feel like you have to cold switch. Ooh-wee. But now, you know, I'm in my sixth year now, and I, this is me. This is what you're going to get. This is Chris at Syracuse. This is Chris down the way. This is Chris out of town. No, I really don't care if you like like it or not. Yeah, right. like how we are pretty 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 much in the office is how we are out of the office. I mean Yeah. No, I'm gonna keep it professional. That's the yeah. that's, that's the difference now. Yeah. <laughs> now disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, I'm keep it professional, <laughs> but at the same time what you see is what you get. I'm, I'm I yeah. don't code switch for I don't try to be someone I'm not just to make other people feel comfortable. Yeah. You should never be who you don't be somebody because somebody else expects it. Be yourself. It's going to make you unhappy. Yeah. You know, and it starts to like internally like, you're going to feel this internal conflict of like, ah, should I say it like this? Should I say it like that? Oh my gosh. Like, and I get it because it's a lot of social conditioning that, you know, contributes to that. Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. Oh, look at Shaw. That's a really good question. All right. So we're going to get into our next question, y'all. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. All righty. I feel like we should have a drum roll. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, I know. See, that's why I want I want the students to be involved. I need y'all to, you know, come be in the background and add sound effects. <laughs> or for the musicians out there, if you have, like, dope music that can be, like, background music, Ooh, let me know. That would be a good idea. Let me know. Nice. Let me know. Okay. So next question. How to build meaningful friendships? So not just... Acquaintances, but meaningful brotherhood, sisterhood type of bonds. So I don't, the first thing I want to say is you can't force it. There you go. Friendship has to happen naturally, organically, and it just happens. When I first met Chris, we weren't like, oh, hey, you know, we were professional, but it took us years to become friends, I think. Don't you think, Chris? Yes, it took just yeah years of just having to having to talk, having to meet, and it just it sparked a friendship. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You can't force it. You cannot force it. Um, and I think most of I guess my really close friends, it was it's going back to when I was a kid. But even my college friends, it wasn't like automatically we're best friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just it's just naturally you know one thing led to another and situations happened and things we've been through um yeah it's not gonna happen overnight it's, it's not um 
but again, it's it's finding your people. It's, it goes kind of goes back to that first question too, you know, of getting to know people and like what Keyshawn said about like you know, like finding people who are like minded as you, like joining groups and you know being involved. That's how you. That's a lot of times that's how you meet your people. And to add on to that, I would say the first question pertaining to friendship, you know, how do I make friends? So what we said earlier, that's like step one. So now whoever put this question is kind of like part two. But I would say once you start to really, you know, be around people, you know, be more intentional. And I'll give an example. Pull the, pull the curtain back a little bit. So um, as some of you know, you know, I'm a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. And, you know... Something I've been learning in the past year, right, since taking on more leadership roles is you have to be more intentional about getting to know people. So, you know, not just, um, you know, if you see somebody, hey, how you doing? And just keep it pushing. But like, you know, how is your family doing? How are your parents doing? You know, uh, what are your aspirations in life? You know, um, what are some things that you like what you've been up to? You know, stuff like that, like actually getting to know people and people appreciate that because... You know, as y'all know, the last couple of years have been kind of crazy, uh, you know, between the pandemic and inflation and, you know, uh, just everything. So, you know, don't be afraid to, like, really sit down and talk with somebody just about how their day is going, um, you know, how things are going in their world. And, and that's really how you create, like, those deep, you know, meaningful bonds. Like, you know, a lot of you always ask, like, like oh, like, how, how does... Uh, like Chris Davis, Chris Davis is like he knows everybody in Syracuse, right? <laughs> but the thing is, like Chris actually like knows people though. Like, so you know when we're walking around campus and like Chris daps my up, it's because like Chris knows that person. Like, Chris gets to know them, you know. Chris is the mayor of Syracuse. Now, University. now let's be clear. I've been on, I've walked around campus with Amy Fryers and Sean Blakes. They are the president and vice president of Syracuse University. <laughs> <laughs> now, outside of Syracuse, maybe, but on campus, it's definitely Amy Fryers and Keyshawn Blake. I mean, hey, you know, uh, Kent wants to retire. You know, uh, <laughs> my hat and everything, but yeah, you know, just just be, be more intentional. You know, um, friendship is not it's not gonna happen overnight, and it's not something that's just automatic. You know, just like anything in life, you have to put effort into it. So, and it 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 evolves over time, and the more authentic you are the more like like minds attract themselves, right? So mm-hmm. people will pick up on on you being yourself and they'll want to talk to you because they're interested. They're curious. They maybe want to learn something from you or you said something interesting in a class or, you know, you seem to build this relationship with a professor and they're like, wow, how, how'd they do that? You know, and they're just curious and they'll ask. I don't know. Anyway. The big thing. Are we moving on? <laughs> we, are, we are moving on. So the next question, uh, what is the difference between networking and nepotism? <laughs> um, so I guess from a literal standpoint, um, nepotism is when you give like a family member or, you know, oh, my best friend, you make them like the, the director or CEO of your company just based off the fact that you know them and not based on credentials and qualifications and interviewing and all that stuff. That's what nepotism is. Networking is, uh, I guess it's more of a subjective thing. Um, and I'll let Amy and Chris chime in. But to me, it's really just uh, how I network. I just get to know people like on an authentic level. And you know, if it happens to turn into an opportunity, cool. But if not, then hey, I mean, you know. But I'll, I'll let... Uh, I'll let Amy Fires and Chris Davis hop in. I mean, you pretty much nailed it. I don't, um, it's not really much to add. Um, you want to network, number one. You want to network. Um, now, honestly, I could honestly tell you if it wasn't for me networking, or I probably wouldn't be here right now, um, honestly. And one thing about nepotism, like, it's one thing to just get a job because you you know that your your cousin or uncle whoever is the director or president of the company, but usually a lot of times you network, you still got to go through the process. Like you still have to interview, you still have to apply. It doesn't mean you're going to get the job. You know what I mean? But also about networking is you know we talk about like 
who you know, but it's really it's who knows you. Mm, that's a bar. About. You know what I mean? I hope y'all heard that. <laughs> but that goes back to Keyshawn and building those relationships, like getting to know people, talking, you know what I mean? Because honestly, what happens is a lot of times where you might have a 4.0 GPA, but you never, you know, your resume never really networked, never went to like a career fair, you know, you any never, in the events, um, or never joined the org or anything. But this person right here who has like a 3 2, but like everybody knows, but everybody, you know, have gone to these events, has interned and everything, they nine times out of 10, that person is going to give them the interview and not you with the 4.0. Mm-hmm. So this is something to kind of think about. Um, just because they remember them, they know them. Like, hey, I remember him. He went to, he came to my, you know, <laughs> my uh, my office and just to talk. You know, is is that's that's the difference. That's the difference. Yep. And networking is you're talking to faculty, you're talking to staff, you're talking to fellow students, you're talking to parents of friends. You're talking. It's it's really a wide scope. It's employers. It's it's just the whole gamut of people. Um, you want to build a strong, strong network. Um, that'll that's kind of your best chances for success later on. And you never know who's going to be what in the future. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna bring up an unsolicited story. Um, so literally yesterday, um, speaking of the famous Chris Davis, so we were walking <laughs> from a campus event and we're talking, and. He lets me know that SZA <laughs> went to Delaware State, like Dell State. And I'm like, he went to college with the whole superstar. Like, Yeah, I try not to relive my trauma. <laughs> oh. Um, just because, you know, I should have shot my shot. But anyway, that's besides uh. the point. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, I, but going off that. Yeah, you never know who, you know, you, you never know who's anybody going to be. You never know who you're going to meet. Um, that's what, again, that's what we talk about, being involved, because that person in that organization just might be a CEO of a Listen. company, you know. Um, I have a, a alum who works for Viacom. She always emails me, like, positions, hmm. you know, and she, but she was in the program. So the first thing she thinks about is H-E-O-P. You know, that's, oh, okay, that's, that. that's networking. That's using and that's using your network. Mm-hmm. And listen, when we tell y'all like stop by the office, like just you know chop it up, speak to people. It's not just because we want to see y'all. I mean, of course we love seeing y'all, but it's because we get so many people coming to the office. Like it's been random times where a chancellor just walked through the office, or like really high ranking people on campus, or a famous campus guest because they might know somebody in the office or just want to see. You know the space, so you know just be intentional and get out your dorm room and do something productive. All right, so we're gonna get into another this question. really good question, Scott. Ooh, we man, it's it's a lot for a Friday, but I'm gonna still get into it though. Okay, here we go. Let me get into it. <sighs> what to do when your partner of a long time, years, disrespects boundaries? And lacks self awareness. Um, oh boy! Who wants to start this one? <laughs> uh, I can start it off. Um, I guess my biggest piece of advice would be, um, you know, when it comes to relationships of any form, whether it's uh, professional or platonic or romantic or even with family, like boundaries is everything, and. If you personally feel like, you know, your boundaries are being disrespected and the individual you are involved with does not respect you, you know, and respect those boundaries, then, you know, it's, it's okay to remove yourself from the situation or, you know, love people from afar. It doesn't mean that you have bad feelings towards them, but, you know, like the joke I kind of made earlier, like you got to find your flavor and everything doesn't mix, you know? So it's just a matter of uh, finding the flavor that tastes best to you, you know, that's good for you. <laughs> I think over time and, um, you know, college is those years where you grow the most um, or we're supposed to grow the most, right? Um, 
I think that relationships change and it's okay for things to change. It doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It means that you're growing um, and changing and, and becoming a more evolved person. And I think that's the whole point of this. I mean, yeah, it's to get that pretty piece of paper that no one can ever take away, blah, blah, blah. But it's always, um, I think there's so much more that comes out of college. And I think that it's natural for you to grow and change and possibly grow apart. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm saying I think it's natural. Um, and I think it's okay to call it quits. Not much to really add. Um, I think that you have to, if you're comfortable, you got to have that conversation. Um, you know, especially if this is like a long time friendship or relationship, um, you got to be comfortable. Like being uncomfortable and having those conversations is basically this was not okay. Um, and again, if you if you feel like it's to the point where it's just you can't let that go, it's okay to call it quits. You know, um, I think I can honestly say I've been in similar situations and didn't know how to navigate that. But it'll make it'll, it it could make you miserable and depressed. Um, so you know, and health is wealth. So mm. you know, if you got a bar, y'all, health, health is, is wealth. wealth. So yes, you know, it could it's uncomfortable. I think with a lot of people, especially college students, having those those type of conversations. But um, definitely, definitely have those conversations. And if you don't feel comfortable um, navigating that conversation, please don't hesitate to um, talk to your counselor. Um, this is what we're here for. Um, if you don't want to talk to us, there's other like um, support on campus. Um, yes, sir. And uh, Chris just made a really good point that I want to reiterate. Um, being comfortable having uncomfortable conversations. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that you're going to have to not necessarily master, but work on because it's going, it's not, as you get older, it's not a if, it's a when. You're going to have an uncomfortable conversation, whether it's with a family member or a coworker or a girlfriend, boyfriend, homie, whoever, professor. Um, so, you know, definitely one, if you don't know your boundaries, you know, keep working on self-discovery. And two, um, you don't have to be with someone who disrespects your boundaries in any any relational context. So, you know, um, health is wealth and definitely take care of yourselves. Seriously. All righty. It was deep. Man, yeah. Uh, next question. What are ambassadors and how do you join? <gasps> oh, Amy, this is... This is I'm going to defer. <laughs> Oh, I will gladly take this. I love ambassadors. I run the ambassador program. So come talk to me. Um, so ambassadors are upper class students who agree to mentor new students coming to the university. Um, and they also agree to be positive uh, advocates for both HOP and SSS and represent us in everything that they do in a very positive, um, good light. Um, how do you become an ambassador? You apply. Applications open in the spring semester. Uh, it's a very, very short application. You attach a cover letter and your most recent resume. Uh, and then you go through an interview um, with a staff member or an, uh, an ambassador e-board member, which are all juniors and seniors. And then you're either chosen or you're not. And then in June, you go through a virtual training before the first year students come to campus. And then you mentor them virtually. You do not have to be in Syracuse. You mentor them virtually through the summer. And then you actually get to meet. When, you get, when everybody gets back to campus in the fall, and then we move on from there. Our ambassadors also help with our admissions process. We had a group this morning um, that volunteered to talk to um, a, a group of prospective students that came to the university, and they also help with all of our advocacy efforts. Um, when we talk with legislators and voting, um, getting students to register to vote, all that kind of stuff. So 
they're a great group of students. And um, if you're wondering if there's a GPA requirement, there is not. Um, it's more important with who you are and how you represent yourself in the positive light that you shed um, on HEOP and SSS, more so than what your grades are. At least that's our philosophy behind it. I know a lot of other leadership positions around campus, there is a GPA requirement, but not ours. We do that purposely. We want to remove barriers, not create them. Mm, that's a bar, too. <laughs> um, that's what we do, right? Our programs remove that, barriers. Yeah. Alrighty. Next question. One? How do I join Real Talk? I heard about a retreat. <laughs> oh, Keyshawn, um, I think you should answer so, this one. Uh, I'm happy, uh, Anonymous 111. No, uh, <laughs> whoever, whoever wrote that. Um, so basically, the retreat is something that uh, the office created last year. It was uh, last March, I think the third weekend. Um, essentially, we just wanted to do something for. You know, have an environment where students can de-stress, um, you know, get to know each other, really create community and just have, honestly, a relaxed and dope weekend. And the retreat that we had uh, last semester was really, really well attended. Um, you know, it was really good just being able to see nature and not stress about school or work or anything. Um, you kind of just got to decompress and, you know really, really think about life. So the retreat is dope. Um, basically, how you join is once we finalize details for this upcoming spring, um, we, will, we will let students know. So, But um, if you want to be involved uh, in terms of the planning process, um, you can contact any of the three of us, and we'll go from there. But I appreciate your interest, though. This retreat coming up in the spring is, is you know, you know how all of us do it. We got we got to do it bigger and better. So, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. So make sure you're checking your emails and reading it in its and entirety. Reading. Yes. <laughs> yes, reading all the words in order. Um, next question. I'm having a hard time sleeping. Any suggestions? Oh. Uh, well, that's a loaded question. I mean, I am no medical doctor. <laughs> Um, so I'm just going to speak on personal experience. Um, definitely time management helps with sleep patterns. Um, I think that not knowing obviously who this is or your schedule, I'd say, you know, don't be afraid to shift some things around for your own health because not sleeping for an extended period of time for days and days and days is going to catch up to you. Um, like your body will literally crash and, you know, your body is just like your phone, your iPhone, right? You got to charge it. Like, you got to take care of it. You know, if it's on 1%, right, then obviously it's not going to be at its highest level of functionality. So um, make sure you're eating and sleeping and being hydrated and all that stuff. Um, I think, so I also had trouble in college with my, with my sleeping pattern. Um, one thing I had to do, I had to learn, I would stay busy, um, during the day. When I first, my first, my first and second year of college, what I struggled with was taking naps. And it wasn't like little quick hour naps. It was like three hour naps. So what happened is after my nap, I'm now I'm wired. So I'm not going to sleep till three or four o'clock in the morning. Um, so I had to adjust Basically, like what Keyshawn said, I had to address my day, whereas I didn't really take naps. I literally kept busy throughout the day. Um, I, my, you know, I guess my, I would, so I, I would go to my room literally one time, if that. Them naps be hitting, though. It, oh, trust me. Need, and, you need the midday so, nap sometimes. So you do. So if you're going to take that midday nap, set an alarm. And, like, do not go over, like, an hour, you know, or hour and a half at tops. You know, you don't want to be two, three hours because you're going to be wired all night. Um, trying to th Something else you might try to do, too, honestly, if you're, you know, someone that, you know, you literally just can't sleep. One thing that also helped um, maybe is there's an app. Um, that you can listen to like rain or you know maybe some people some people need you know some people need that like noise cancel like noise in the background 
So that's something you can try too. That definitely helps me out sometimes. It's days I can't sleep. Um, just something to try. And you can use background sounds on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Twitter. I didn't. I didn't originally know that. Yeah, there's an app too. I can't think of the app name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, sleep is important, y'all. I know. I know y'all think that y'all could just you know turn up all night and then go to class in the morning and oh no, you know, uh, cycle repeat. But eventually, you gonna wake up one day. You gonna be like, oh my god, yeah. my body feels crazy. Yeah. I can't go to class, and I'm getting all these flags, y'all. So <laughs> you know, because I overslept. Yeah, bro, wake up. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. You overslept. Mm. <laughs> One of the things that I do, because I will go through like just bouts, even now in my old age, um, I go through bouts of, of like feeling really stressed. And I find when I get really, really stressed, it affects my sleep. So what I do is I keep a notebook next to my bed and a pen. And Journaling. I, I purposely do not use my phone, right? Because there's studies that show that the light on the phone is like mm-hmm. the blue light thing, that it, it affects you. That's actually, true. Right. It, yeah. it like wakes up your mind. So you need the old fashioned pen and paper. And if I wake up and something's bugging me, or if it's a dream I had, I write myself a quick little note and then I like forget about it because I know I wrote it down. I'm not going to forget it. And that usually chills me out. I think too, I've done meditation. Mm. I've done like just simple stretching to just relax my body. Um, music too. Before I music go to helps. sleep. See, music does not relax me because I'm, I'm an actual musician. So it makes my brain work harder because I start mm. to analyze it and think about it. And how is that written? And what would I oh, do? Oh, you're like, my what's brain that note? Goes, <laughs> yeah, my brain goes crazy. Yeah. So music doesn't personally work for me. Um, not that I love music, but I just, mm-hmm. for me, it doesn't relax me. It gets my brain thinking. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like, I also like the idea of, um, like take care of your whole body. So eat well and drink enough water specifically, try to lay off caffeine after a certain time, you know, things like that, that, um, you know, that, that will help you just, naturally feel tired um if you work out right before before you go to sleep that's actually really bad for you yeah i was gonna say that's yeah yeah you want to work out early in the day exactly work out earlier in the day so that you can then use that energy that your body's producing um yeah and if you do listen to music i meant like more so like mellow vibes like you know i'm a big big r&b guy so Mm -hmm. you know i got i got playlists for days but (laughs) You know, you can't you can't be listening to Lil Baby and, and, that and all that. Or, no, I'm talking about, you know, some Ari Lennox or something. I don't know. You know, what used to help me too, um, like those, you ever watch those nature shows? The guy who narrates oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. The, the real monotone voice. Yeah. It's like super relaxing. Goes like, the lion. <laughs> he's, he's oh, that's, I used to be honest. out like a light, man. I used to be out like a light <laughs> listening to that. Sometimes reading would chill me out too. Not academic reading. But like oh, funny, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, that's, that's that it would yeah. just—I would get calm enough. My heart rate would slow down, and then I would just naturally fall asleep. Yeah. But then I always lost my page. So then when I woke up, I was mad because I didn't remember what page I was. You got to get the Kindle app. <laughs> I, gotta, I do have the. Oh, you got it. Yeah. supposed to look at it on your right. The oh, light like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think our point is that yeah. every there's different things that work for different people, and you just have to kind of play around with it a little yeah, bit. What works for you, yeah, yeah. Yep. Back to my point about self discovery, y'all. Mm-hmm. The more you know about this. you, the more you know about everything else. The more you know. That's a bar too. Look, look at us. Yeah, We're just dropping free game. Like, <laughs> game. all right. Um, oh, another spicy question. Oh, uh, is having a long distance relationship in college worth? Ooh. Now, I ain't gonna lie. This is like one of the questions I get all the time. I'm gonna answer a lot. You want? You want it? Okay. 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 I have a lot to say about this. All right. So, y'all know me. Uh, most of my students, you know, I, I again peel back the curtain a little bit, let you into my life. So, um, as most of you know, you know, I'm engaged now and been with my lady for a while, um, and we were long distance in college. So. What I, this this story does pertain to the question, um, and at one point we were like four and a half hours away for like a year ish, somewhere in there. I'm tired, y'all, so I don't remember the exact <laughs> time frame. But my point is that um, you know, we've been together for over like eight years, so 
I feel like if your bond is strong and you just put effort into maintaining the the bond that you have with that person, then it could work. It's all about like how much effort you put into it and is it worth it, right? Because you can be five minutes from the person you're dating and it ain't good. Mm-hmm. You could be five hours from a person and it could be amazing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's really just about the vibe you create, how, how much you communicate, you know, are you guys FaceTiming? See, like when we first started dating, FaceTime wasn't even a, <laughs> a thing. Where I, I, I don't think on phones. We had to use like apps and stuff. Skype. Y'all don't even use Skype no more. Tango, man. <laughs> I remember Uvu. Uvu, man. <laughs> Listen, like y'all spoiled. Y'all, y'all, you know. But yeah, you know, it's really all about how much you Aim. value. Aim. <laughs> how, you, how much you value that person. So really think about it. Um, communication it's is key. Super mm-hmm. important when you're d- doing a long distance anything. Um, I think it's got to be communication and understanding. I think the biggest issue with um, long distance relationships, especially with students, is um, that understanding that I can't just be on the phone for two hours. Like I have to study. Like I have class. And I think balance. Yeah, and it's like, it's going to be, there will be days when it's like, listen, I can't really talk today. Like, I have a paper to study for. Um, And I think a lot of times people think about the worst of the worst. Like, they're not picking up the phone. They must be cheating. They must be with someone else. They must be doing something. Right, (laughs) right. So I think the biggest thing is is trust. Trust. Yeah. Trust. Communication. Trust. <laughs> and just again, it's understanding. Because um, I think long distance is hard, no matter what. Like you could be out of college, and relationships are hard. relationships is hard. Mm-hmm. You could Every be out time. of college, but now you're dealing with the fact that I'm in college and I have like responsibilities in college. That kind of <laughs> makes it a little difficult. Um, so to say it's worth it is kind of. I don't want to say that it's subjective. Um, it's subjective. Yeah, right? it's all about. You know. But because it could, it can work. Um, but it's really have to be a lot of communication and understanding and trust. And trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think trust is core. It's the key. If you trust someone, then, then you trust them. Um, and some of those worries of they're not answering the phone. I wonder who they're with, right? That just sort of, I mean, you might still kind of wonder, but if you really trust them, then, then you trust them. Um, that's a foundation. I also think being friends with the person that you're in a relationship with, right? Like you, oh. most people trust their friends. So to turn me, into the quiet storm, yeah. <laughs> right? Like they kind of go hand in hand, um, at least in my world. Um, I think of the best relationships that I've been in and, and those people were friends first. Um, we built a friendship and, and had something to start from. It wasn't necessarily um, an instant reaction or, or the instant... Um, instant gratification. Yeah, like it wasn't like... I don't know. I don't know what I'm really trying to say. I guess I guess I, I, think, I think it's really important to, to build something um, with somebody. And is long distance hard? Uh-huh. Um, yep. My first year of marriage was long distance. That sucked. Um, but we put effort in and we, um, we made it work and here we are many, many years later and still, you know, very happy and very much in love. Um, I think it can work, but I think it takes a lot of work. Yes, it does. Um, Yep. I just want to add to, um, because again, college schedules are, are insane. Um, gotta be creative. You do. Like when I mean creative, I'm like, okay, let's look at let's look at each other's calendars and schedules. Like, all right, this I don't know Thursday at six o'clock. Let's get on Facetime and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you gotta do you gotta do things like that to kind of keep it like kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, man. Again, like Amy said, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work, man. Listen. And it's not for the week. I'm gonna be honest. It's I'm gonna give y'all some. Let me give y'all some free game. You know, it's a lot of stuff you could do that don't cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you all used to be writing love letters, like, on actual paper. Mm-hmm. Like, mailing it, you know? Ladies appreciate that. It's all about the effort, y'all. <laughs> Just like when I tell y'all with your grades and your classes, and then 
past midterm, you go to your professor and say, well, am I getting an A or can I improve my grade? But you ain't been there. It's the effort. You got to put the effort in and not just with romantic relationships. That's with friends. That's with colleagues, peers, people, intentionality. So if you didn't learn anything, play that back and mm-hmm. listen to it again. And yeah, like, I mean, even my friends, uh, when I was in college, again, this is before we had FaceTime and everything else. It was literally AIM. <laughs> I think that's mm-hmm. all we had yep. um, in my space, too. But that's a whole different subject. Um, <laughs> but no, but so again, it goes back to that understanding where there's been times I didn't talk to my, like my brother, my best friend, my brother, for like weeks. And it wasn't no ill will. It was just right. the fact that he understood that I'm busy. I am busy with schoolwork, you know. But when we did talk, it's, you know, we catch up. It it's was love. Every, it's love, you yeah. know. Everybody understands. It's not, I've heard students, you know, oh. I've heard students literally be mad at, like, their they friend their back yeah. home or whatever because they didn't talk to them in two days or three days. And it's like, you know, they're in college too, <laughs> right? <laughs> and let, let, me, let me say this too, because Chris just brought up a good point. Um, it's good to, once you are kind of forming your tribe, your, your village, you know, you want to be around people who are going to support you and understand what your purpose in this life is. Because now that I'm older, you know, you're going to be really selfish with your time too. Mm-hmm. And like life is short and nobody wants to be around somebody who's not supporting their dreams, their aspirations, or understanding what they're doing because, you know, life is a grind and... You know, whatever you want to do, I don't care if you want to be, you want to be a point guard for the Knicks, you want to be the next best uh, software engineer for Google, you want to be in film, medicine, whatever, like, you're going to have to work hard for it. And the people around you, all they should be doing is figuring out ways to, to push you, to motivate you, and support those dreams and vice versa. So, you know, going back to that conversation about friendships and relationships as well, you know, you got to be around people who support you. Because I'll tell you from personal experience, like, it's it's awkward when you have all these dreams and aspirations, but the people you're around are looking at you like, you're thinking too big, you know, that's crazy, that'll never work, I don't know why you're thinking like that, oh my God, like, and it's like, well, no, like, you're thinking too small, like, I could do anything I want to do, or at least put my mind to, I could at least try. So, you know, keep that in mind, like, when you're... Uh, chilling in your dorm rooms and really thinking about your friendships and relationships, like, think, is this person supporting me? Do they want me to be the next LeBron or Steve Jobs? I don't know. Whatever you aspire to be. That's important. Seriously, like, be around people who support you and give you good juju, good energy, you know? Um, okay, we got, we got one more question. Okay. How do I, as a student, how do I succeed in life after college, right? Now, this is, this is a heavy one, and it's subjective again, right? Mm-hmm. Because success is different yeah. to different people. Um, the biggest thing I would say is, you know, the harder you work now, the less hard it will be in the future. So when Chris was talking about, and Amy as well, networking with people, getting to know people, and Chris dropped the bar, he said, it's not about who you know, it's about who knows you. Mm -hmm. And that is not to be understated. Like, that matters. Like, um, you know, going back to, you know, just the story about my fraternity, like, you know, there's a lot of brothers of Kappa Alpha Psi who, you know, they send jobs all the time. Right now, they're not gonna going to automatically hire another person because they're in fraternity, right? But you know what they do? They call around and say, "Hey, do you know such and such? Like, what is their work ethic like?" And you know, if they get the good cosign, then that's a step in the right direction. So again, also when we're telling you guys, "Hey, like, you know, your professors, they're already pretty much for the most part they have their PhD, they're done, right? Which means they've been in college for a long time, which means they know a lot of people." So even if they're in a completely different field, they might know somebody who's doing exactly what you want to do. Literally, it's just a matter of asking. And so 
you know, I think that's the biggest thing, the life after college is being intentional, but making sure you're doing the work during college too. The life after college is definitely different than being a student. Um, I'm assuming by life after college, the person asking is thinking about the world of employment. Um, not or entrepreneurship. Maybe. Um, not necessarily graduate school, but that's different too. Um, yes. So I'm, I'm going to go down like the employment side of it. Um, I think Keyshawn's right. I think you have to prepare while you're in college. I think you have to use your network. I think you also have to know yourself. That self-discovery piece that he was talking about, I think, is is super important. If you know what your goals are, you, then, you know, and it's good to say, I want to be the CEO of whatever, but you're not going to graduate and be the CEO. There's a lot of steps between point A and point Z. Um, and you have to go through those steps and work through that process and be patient with yourself and work hard Patience. for every yes. single step. Um, yes. Please, please don't let what she just said go over your heads. The grind, like respect the process. Mm-hmm. Like hard, hard work. You know, I know, I know some of you, you know, you come out of office and you be like, man, this class is super difficult. And I'm like, you know what it's going to do? It's going to get you used to that because I'm telling you like, just go on YouTube and Google like any great person that you look up to and listen to their life story. You know, it's not all, oh my gosh, like they woke up and like they're a billionaire. Like, you know, that takes years and years and years of dedication, of hard work, of networking, all those things. Right? And don't get discouraged, I guess. I right. think that's a, a huge one too. Um, your timing is your timing. Yeah, Right, and don't get discouraged, and don't try not to compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, That's really I, 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 like a lot of times, I, I know I've had seniors who literally was like down because someone they knew already had a job lined up. First of all, they're in different majors, they knew different people, and you know, and right when I say don't get discouraged, it'll happen on your time as long as you put in the work. You just gotta, it's gonna be times you're gonna hear no a lot. That's just adulting one-on-one. You will hear, hear no. Um, you just got to like really keep yeah. pushing. Like If I told you guys my story after I graduated college whew, and what the avenues I had to go to get where I'm at, right. um, <laughs> like right. it's, it was like literally almost a 10-year <laughs> like trail I had to take um, almost. Um, but you just got to like, you know, and make goals for yourself too, and like really sit down and look in the mirror. And like, what do you, what do you want? What's success to you? Mm. You know, um, writing it down is important. Yeah, what's success to you? Like, if making a million dollars, that's the goal. Then, <laughs> my, and that and that sounds like unattainable, but depending on what you want to do, you can do that for real. Right. Like, you you can do it, whether you whether you think you can or you think you can't. Mm-hmm. You're right. And have a mentor. Yeah, it's all so important have a mentor. to have a mentor. Mentorship is everything. Super important. Yeah, I had a mentor who said to me, "I was really down and out about my job search process," and she said to me, and "I was so mad when she said it to me, because um, it just she hit me at the core, and I wasn't expecting that." Um, what she said to me was, "You're going to hear a lot of no's mm-hmm. before you hear the right yes." Mm. The right yes. The that's right. A, that's a mm-hmm. good one, y'all. Right. Uh, and so I had to kind of right, hold yes. on to that. Yeah. And I was really angry when she first said it. I'm like, right, I am yes. good enough. I am like, you're the person trying to pump me up. Like, why are you saying that to me? And then as I really stopped and thought about it, what she was saying is these aren't the right positions for you. Keep trying. The mm-hmm. right opportunity will be there when it's supposed to be. And I just mm-hmm. kept that faith. And she was absolutely right. So I, I say that to students and I share that story a lot. Mm-hmm. Um because for me, she was right. Like, I needed that wisdom that she had that I hadn't gained yet. And if I can share one last story to piggyback off what Amy was just saying. I love your stories, Keith. So, <laughs> you can tell me stories all day long. You know what? Another time, uh, we got to have a podcast. I'm going to call it the bio series <laughs> where, where, we, where we get into our lives. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> but but, that, but I'm going to save that for another podcast. <laughs> but as most of you know. Uh, I was in grad school here at Syracuse from the fall of 2019 until spring of 2021. In my last semester, I was job searching, right? And I got an offer from a a job, right? 
Well, I was, I was juggling two offers. Now, offer A did offer more money, but I knew, like, in my soul, I was like, I'm going to hate this job. Um, this is not going to be happening for a while. Option B, right, was a better job to get me to the next job that I knew I'd want or at least could get access into. So, you know, think about that as well. Sometimes getting a little bit more money for the wrong opportunity isn't going to get you to where you want to go mm-hmm. versus saying yes or agreeing to the right yes to go on to the right path that's best for you. So embrace the grind, man. Embrace the grind, man. Embrace the Listen. Grind. Live it. <laughs> Listen. I, yeah, because honestly, all the jobs I've had before this one literally like made me who I am today. Like mm-hmm. each one, I took a skill from each one of those jobs and used that to this day. And listen, we don't have we don't have some jobs. Yeah, I mean, my my first job was at Chuck E. Cheese, man. I was in a Chuck E. suit. Oh man, kids. Jesus. Man, I worked in the kitchen. Man, you oh, talk man. we talk about humble. You talk listen. about grinding, man. I'm gonna get into that a little later. Listen, but, that you know. Rainmore and Flanagan uh, warehouse Ooh. in 100 degree weather. I worked at FedEx too, bro, in the <laughs> summer, bro. Moving all them chewy boxes and what? them TVs for oh, like five man. hours. Oh, man. Man, listen. I couldn't wait to go back mm-hmm. to college. Oh, I Food couldn't wait to go back to college. Services. That's all I have to <laughs> say. But I learned some really important skills from those mm-hmm. positions. Anyway. Well, my friends, it's been over an hour. It's, man, it's been over an hour. Um, well, you've heard the first episode of Dear 804.9, so here you go. And, uh, you know, any suggestions that you have to make it better or something that you want to see, definitely contact myself. And again, this is one of your favorite counselors, <laughs> Keyshawn Blakes. You have the loquacious Amy Fryers. The loquacious. You well, got well, well, well. Cool, cool, calm, and collected Chris Davis. <laughs> you got DJ Slick Nick in the basement, so... You know, again, contact any of us if you have any suggestions, comments. If you want to join. If you want to join. If you want some communications experience. Anything. Let us know. And with that being said, enjoy your weekend and don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Oh, that's saying Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not playing. But listen, be safe, y'all. Make good decisions. Mm.